Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. To the Sapphire Saber. There was something that came in for you while you were out. Report at your earliest convenience to Captain Parthen Stoutheart in the Arvin Military District. It sounds like we have some more work on the way. Nighttime Tokus Lab Adventure. The conclusion that you come to is that a handful of this powder would unleash its potential mm. for putting people to sleep. I design a prototype vial that's got the right mix of the powder. So I go to Alwyn, long time no read with you. Should always try to keep up on your reading. I'm looking for information on a specific cult. I could do some research for you. I give him ten gold pieces. You gather up and arrive at Parthen Stoutheart's office. I really didn't want to have to call on you three again. Yeah, you mentioned that in your letter. The king has a word that he would like to ask of you. The king wants to have lunch with us. It's time for the Triple Eighteen to shine. So do you guys want to get dressed up real fancy? I, I thought we couldn't see the king if we if we didn't, Chaba. Uh, I think maybe we talked about just going in our normal clothes so that the king will get a more realistic picture of who we are as people and we can provide a more accurate representation of what we stand for. How about we ease him into how we actually are and like we we don't like wear noblemen's clothing, but like we take showers or something okay. or bathe. Whatever the equivalent of that is. So we don't want to slap him in the face with our persona. No, we can look squalor. Let's just not smell like Aslo's house. Hey, what are you trying to say about my house, huh? Well, your house does smell. Yeah, it was ransacked a little while ago. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, it right. probably smells real bad by now. Um, let's go. Let's find a bathhouse. Take a quick dip. Uh, Captain Stoutheart, uh, I would like to take a bath. Please lead the way. That's not my job. You can find a place to take a bath. But you surely you've taken a bath before. What is your favorite bathhouse of choice? The the fountains of... I usually have <laughs> one of my servants fetch the bath water for me. That sounds great. All right, yeah, go, go get him. Where is he? <laughs> Does that servant also bathe you? Because I would like to take advantage of that service, please. <laughs> yeah, could we please? Yeah, could we get some, like, a sponge bath? <laughs> Just sponge us down? I mean, we are going to see the king after all. There are plenty of places to bathe yourselves. Just jump in a river. Go draw some water from the well or something. Uh, we, we've had bad experiences with wells. Yeah. We don't really have we don't want to touch them, any wells, to be honest. Uh, okay. All right. We'll, we'll find, we'll, we'll take care of ourselves. Uh, what time does the king want to see us? Do we even have time for a bath? Is this like a super urgent matter that he needs us for like immediately? Cause we're super cool friends and he's like really lonely right now. And he just needs a shoulder to lean on and tell <laughs> all his deepest, darkest secrets. A ram shaped shoulder. <laughs> yes. Ram Lord shaped shoulder. <laughs> uh, I will inform the king that you are ready to meet with him today. And you should be able to enter the castle and meet sometime within the next three or four hours. Okay. Do you have one of those fancy paper things like like you had for the Sapphire Saber where it has your name on it and our names on it and it says, hey, these guys are good and they belong here? Yeah, we don't want to get like thrown in jail again. I mean, not that we've ever been thrown in jail before. We, we have bad <laughs> luck with jails. I mean, not that we, yeah, not like Toka said. Actually, I can, I've personally thrown you in jail before. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. We have been thrown in jail on Captain more Stout than Hart. one occasion. 
So we would prefer that for that not to happen again. If you could be so kind as to provide us a small scrap of paper with the correct words on it to keep that from happening again. It'd be great. Uh, yes, yes. I'll fill something out for you. Just a minute. He writes down some quick note on a piece of paper, folds it up, stamps it with a, a wax seal, and hands it over to you. Cool. Thanks, Parthy. We'll see you later. Did you just call me Parthy? <laughs> no. No, we're, we're already leaving. We're, we're already uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Bye. See ya. Uh, well, guys, <laughs> let's take a bath. Let's take... Well, should we all take one bath, or should we each take our own baths? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure this is deserving of a bath montage. <laughs> definitely <laughs> montage it, for sure. <laughs> Us, like, scrubbing each other's backs with loofahs and... There's bubbles everywhere. Yeah, we go to Bubbles Inc. Can you afford soap? And Stripey jumps in and claws us. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like getting wet. Hurts a lot. He tries to scrub us down. Ooh, oh, oh, let's go to Spa World. Spa World? Yeah. Okay. So apparently this is a real place in r- real life. Actually, it's in Centerville, right down the road. But it's this place called Spa World. <laughs> and apparently it's just like this bathhouse where you go and like take baths with strangers. What? And you get cucumbers on your eyes and... Uh, I'm not sure about all that, but yeah, you can actually go to this place. So Wow. Public baths are pretty common in some cultures. Mm, that's true. Like medieval ones, for example. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Japan, modern day public baths are everywhere. Oh, I see. In uh, Roman times, they had a lot of public bathhouses because they had those fancy aqueducts for bringing water to places. Mm-hmm. Let's, um, yeah, let's go to Bubbles Inc. or let's go to Spa. It's probably like Spa Kingdom because, you know, Spa World didn't happen for a couple of centuries after yeah. that. Maybe Spa Realm. Yeah, let's, let's go to Spa Realms. Okay, that's, yeah, well, we find the closest <laughs> Spa Realms location, and we, they are we a chain after submit all, so. our, yeah, we submit our gift vouchers, and All right, so you find a bathhouse, bath. and <laughs> <laughs> we ask them if it's Spa World. They charge you two copper pieces for use of the bathhouse with soap. All right, Ooh. I gladly pay. It's a hefty sum, but uh, <laughs> I guess for the king, it's worth it. All right, two, how many? Two coppers. Two copper pieces. Oh, man. I have to break a silver. And we get in and the water's like brown. <laughs> it's been in there for weeks, probably. I mean, realistically, like... Uh, no, the water's decent. No. Oh, okay. Pleasant surprise. It's nothing super fresh or amazing or fancy or anything, but you do get clean. Okay, that's the, that's the goal. We're accomplishing All missions right. here. All right. We, uh, we dry off. And put back on our smelly, dirty clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Just climb back into those. You can wash your clothes while you're in the bath for an extra copper. Oh, dude, let's do it. Oh, Ooh, really? yeah. let's do that. I'm in. Yeah. We just like excuses to spend our money. Maslow <laughs> <laughs> never looks for excuses to spend his money. Yeah, so I, ste- I, I step all up into those trousers. So fresh and so clean. Still a little bit wet. Right. A little damp. Ain't nobody dope as you, Shaba. That's well, right. <laughs> guys... Now that we're soaked, can we really go see the king? I think we have to air dry. Yeah, let's run around the building a couple of times. <laughs> Got another couple hours, probably. Okay. Let's run around the city a couple of times then. Guys, we could get the king a gift instead of giving him, like, <gasps> something that was laced with evil magics. We could get him, like, something nice. That's an excellent idea. To the gift shop. Another <laughs> excuse <laughs> to spend <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah. We, the, we do the little bat signal with the twirlies and go, and we're in the gift shop. So what do you get a king who has everything? 
But, but I feel like it should be something from all three of us. What do you think, Aslo? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Shaba's going to pay for most of it, but... Well, uh, maybe yeah. Shaba should, like, carve something, and then we set, like... I can do, like, a gemstone, and then you yeah. do something cool with it mm. that your character can do. Now we're talking. Which is, I don't know what. I don't, don't really have any skills, per se, but... Don't you have a diamond lying around somewhere, Tokus? I need that diamond. But it would make an excellent kingly gift, wouldn't it? I, I mean, it would, and then I'd hope he'd turn it down so I can get the diamond out of it again so I can cast my spell. <laughs> yeah, what kind of gift do you get for a king? That's the real question. It has to be something thoughtful, but not too, like, overbearing, like, hey, we're super, super into you, you know, but you have to kind of play it cool a little bit. I've got it. We have to come up with something in, that's an innovative solution yes. to a complex problem. Mm. I bet. So the king has a back. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now backs get itchy. Right. Don't I know it. <laughs> Ergo. And, and Tokus starts sketching up a design and creates this world's first back scratcher. I like wow. it. They probably didn't have those yet. What is it made out of? Oh, that's where you come in, Chaba. I just designed the plans. Okay. All right. I find a stick in the road. And I, I test it out on my back, shove it down the back of my tunic and give my, myself a good scratch. Yeah, that, that works pretty well. I, I like that idea, Tokus, a lot. This looks not exactly like your blueprints, but it's pretty close. I cut off a, a, a fresh uh, live branch with some leaves still on it. I think the leaves would tickle you more than anything, make you itch more. I mean, I'm sure the king, you know, who isn't who doesn't like getting tickled every now and then, right? The king will probably love this. <laughs> Guys, a wise ancient prophet once said that simplicity is the ultimate innovation. Mm. And so I thought about this. What, what about, let's just get him a bouquet of flowers. Okay. It's classy. It's simple. But it always, like, you can never have too many flowers. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Even a king. And we can put the back scratcher right in the middle of the bouquet as like a centerpiece sort of deal. Right. Perfect. To set it off. I love it. <laughs> All right. yeah, I was going to say, Shabba did take time to like carve this back scratcher, so yeah. I don't think we should just throw it away, Aslo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you carve that. I'll go out and buy some flowers. Okay. So I run to the nearest florist, and I say, Good sir, how much for, your, for a fine bouquet of, of flowers? Our flowers come in many different arrangements and price ranges. What are you looking for? Uh, I want something She's a that... very special girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, are we there, Shaba? <laughs> no, no. This okay. is a yeah. It's a very special person. I want something that says like you are important and awesome without breaking the bank. You know what I'm saying? But like, I don't want to marry her or anything. <laughs> right? Not like love flowers per se. And we're not at that stage yet. Just like a friendly howdy do. I could recommend perhaps lavender, which can connote admiration and. Good smellingness. So we're we're gonna smell good, and the flowers are gonna smell good, and then Stripey's just gonna be like an onion, like a, a hunk of garlic. It can represent admiration, independence, good fortune. Uh, uh, all right. Does that sound? Suitable? Now we're talking. Yeah, that sounds exactly like what I'm looking for. Very well. So I will get you a bouquet with some of those, and perhaps also a few ferns for fascination. And confidence, mm. shelter. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Those are all things that I like. So, what's what is <laughs> what's this going to cost me? What's the damage? <laughs> Two silver and seven copper. Two silver and seven copper. You say? <laughs> um, 
make it let's make it two five and we'll uh <laughs> and we'll just call it a day there how does that sound just pluck out a few of those little little, little fern things and we'll uh we'll leave it at that <laughs> i can do that all right you have yourself a deal and you have yourself a pretty bouquet so wait 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 shaba has a gift for the king mm-hmm. back scratcher which is part of the uh bouquet which is going to be a combined gift from all three of us so like if oh, you okay. wanted to take oh, okay. if you wanted to fashion like a mechanical angel and stick it on top of the back scratcher almost christmas-esque you know where you have the the <laughs> topper the the piece the top piece then that would like really just finish off the gift just bring it all together yeah yeah just tie it all all together i don't know if i want to do something christmas themed because by the time our listener listeners listen to this it's probably not going to be christmas no anymore. no not like not like the angel would be like Christmas angelic, but just like a mechanical beast or monster or something, some type of device that would just slip right on top of that back scratcher, almost like a little, like, like one of those socks you put over a golf club, mm-hmm. that sort of vibe there. And then we just rip it off when we get there. Shaba, that's a great idea. Let's get him one of those socks that goes over a golf club. Why didn't <laughs> I think of that? <laughs> and then you pull it off and it, it, voila, here's your back scratcher. And then all the, all the heads of the flowers pop off with it. <laughs> Perfect, yes. <laughs> Just a bunch of stems. Yeah, and then the king's royal carpet is strewn with lovely flower petals. It'll uh, it'll all work out perfectly. Tokus, you could even make it into a representation of the king for a little <gasps> bit of flattery. You know what we should have done before we got him anything, by the way? What? We got to ask around. We don't even know what the king likes. We got to hit a bar. We got to hit the taverns. I don't think we have time for that. No, that's why we're going to spend more time with them so that we can get a better feel. This is just sort of like a generic, like, good gift of goodwill. Like, hey, we really like you and we want to be your best friends sort of thing. So once mm. we get, get that step out of the way and then, like, he opens up to us and, like, shares who he really is as a person, then we'll have a better idea of uh, his likes and dislikes, I think. His passions, his his desires, his dreams. He might want us to get him like a neighboring country next time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He may ask My for ladies, another kingdom. I have brought you this country. <laughs> the, the deed to this country, yeah. <laughs> for your birthday. All right, so when, as, when you come back, I'm like in awe over this bouquet. Like as a nature lover, I'm really just digging the aura of this bouquet that you've selected i think it's perfect i think he's gonna love thank it thank you i selected it myself <laughs> now um how much time do we have exactly you're doing quite a bit of running around the town to find things that you're trying to give to him so let's say you've got another uh, hour and a half to go before you have to leave from here to make it on time okay um hmm. If that leaves Tokus enough time to fashion a likeness of the king, perhaps uh, chopping off the heads of his enemies mechanically, then I suggest you do that. (laughs) Like one of those super action figures where you like hit the lever and their arm does the chopping motion, (laughs) except he's got a huge broadsword in his hand. I I am literally trying to think of something that the king doesn't have that he would want. I can guarantee you the king doesn't have that. Yeah. And anybody (laughs) would want that of themselves. Yeah. Can you make one of, Tokus, can you fashion one of those self-continuing uh, gyroscopic wind-up toys where you just wind it up once and then it, it, the motion of the toy continues to power it? Perpetual. Yes. Perpetual motion machine. Don't don't think perpetual motion exists, Shaba, and we talk about why perpetual motion can't exist. <laughs> and now you have 20 minutes left. <laughs> no! <laughs> Dang it! Where did Wait, the time no. go? No. <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I was thinking of a couple different cool things. Like, you ever seen those mugs where there's like a button on it and you push the button and it stirs itself? Ooh, what? that's cool. Or you ever see one of those mugs where you press the button and the lid lifts up? Oh, wait, no, that's, mm. that's just a tankard. That's like in every tavern. We go to a tavern yeah. and steal one of the tankards because it'll make a, a fine novelty gift. The, the problem is, is if I made something that sciencey, like his royal guards would come out and say, it's magic. Yeah, it's ma-. they probably would. So, Tokus, you're really not digging the idea of the mechanical version of the king chopping off someone else's head? I don't think so. Man. <laughs> He's not really a warlike king, though. He's peace-loving. If we knew we were going to see the king, we should have gotten him a glass rock from Glass Rock. Mm. From, the, from the souvenir shop. <gasps> what about the rock that you carved off from around the crystal? The, uh, the, the diamond, I should Did I say. keep that or did I toss it? I, I don't know. You're you. I'm not you. Did you keep it? <laughs> I mean, you love rocks, right? I do. You've been hacking this thing, this diamond, out of the out of its casing. We should have gone to the to the shop, to the uh, the touristy things in Glass Rock. I mean, we went to the the cheap pawn shop, the kids' diamond store. Hmm. <laughs> we could have also bought him permissions to like one of the spaces, like where they freeze the dwarves. Instead of like a royal <laughs> like, burial, oh, like a burial plot, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a, <laughs> not a thing, <laughs> or like sponsoring your own frozen. And then dwarf. we present it to him. People sponsor highways and stuff. Right. Yeah. I don't think you want to buy someone a burial plot the second time you meet them. Yeah, right. no. especially yeah. not the king, G- Gorgamund, third king under the mountain. Uh, Here's his plaque. His royal burial plot. All right. Well. We're probably out of time, so let's... Uh... Yeah, because I explained the thing to Shab. I should, I should stop doing that. <laughs> wasted all our time. Uh, Just toss that piece of rock that you carved off from the diamond, and let's roll. Let's mosey on over to the castle. Okay. Wait, I'm going to present the king a piece of rock? I am going to present him that? I don't, I don't think so. No, you can just, we can just go with the gift that we have. That's fine. Let's, let's go with what we got. You make your way to the castle and show the guards the letter... And they let you inside and lead you to what seems to be the same room that you met the king in before. Oh, right. Is it actually, or does it just seem to be? <laughs> Can we make a check? Does he have, like, several identical sure, you rooms? An intelligence check to recall. And depending on the day of the week, he uh, picks a room. Whatever mood he's in. The castle is rather large, and there are many doorways, so it's hard to tell for sure. I have no idea. My result was a four. Uh, mine was an 11. And Tokus doesn't care. <laughs> uh, of course I care. <laughs> Not that I care, but... <laughs> <laughs> Natural one. All right. <laughs> yeah, so as far as you can tell, it's probably the same place, but you're not really sure. You're kind of lost in here. Do we see the king? Uh, after a few minutes of waiting, another servant comes and opens the door for you and gestures for you to come inside. Entering the room, you see the king sitting at the head of the table at the far end. We bend, I bend to one knee. What about the other two? Do you do anything? Why? Like now, I mean, Shab is still taller than us, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we already look like we're on our knees. I karate chop each of you in the back of the knee. <laughs> and then I slowly, with my hands on the back of each of your heads, I slowly bow your heads for you. <laughs> so one way or another... You all end up on your knees. Yes. (laughs) And after a few seconds, the king says, rise and be seated. We do. 
Oh, you don't have to pick us up, Shaba. You know, just move us for ourselves. Yeah, I'll pick you each up and just like because it'll be a big hassle to slide out those big heavy chairs. So I just pick you each up and set you into your respective chairs. Do you make sure that there's like a child protective harness, like one of those like <laughs> children's? Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want you falling from such a great height. Yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't get one of those little placemats with the uh, crayons. So some Cheerios. Uh, I look over at a servant and snap my fingers for him to get moving on that yeah next time the waiter comes by i'll ask him <laughs> yeah, yeah thank you shaba well thank you your majesty for welcoming us into your home once again we are most honored to be in your presence another time and we have brought a royal one uh wonderful gift for you and i nudge i elbow as a <laughs> oh gift. oh yes the, <clears throat> the gift so I pull it out from behind my back. I'm not sure why it was behind my back, but it was. <laughs> it's been like smashed up against the chair and all the cut flowers are like bent. <laughs> and I set it down on the table. So you pull out this bouquet of lavenders and ferns with a tree branch stuck in the middle of it. Yep, that's right. <laughs> so I set it on the table and I begin sliding it across the table and it starts like scraping in. I'm like, wait, hold on. This, uh, we, we've I been here we've before. Lesson. So I just like, uh, I just let it sit there and wait for a uh, a guard to come up and grab it and take it to him. You s- snap your fingers for a servant to yeah. come and get it. The king gives a little flick with his finger, and one of the guards comes over and picks up the bouquet. The guard has kind of a... Skeptical look on his face. <laughs> Skeptical and slightly confused. <laughs> he picks it up and takes it off to the corner of the room and sets it on a stand. I think you will find those flowers quite pungent. If you find yourself in need of some type of entertainment, you may go over and smell them and you'll find that they're quite lovely. And perfectly safe, we might add. Yes. Is this why he's sitting like so far away from us that he doesn't trust us? <laughs> I mean, he thinks that we would normally smell, but we smell like decent because... Yeah. I thank you for your gifts, adventurers. We thank you for your highness <laughs> and being, <laughs> being, being so high. Better than we are in every possible way. The proper term for a king, I believe, is your majesty. Ah, yes. And majesty. we thank you for your majesty as well. <laughs> <laughs> I brought you here today to discuss a few matters. First, Vel Silverstock has assured me that everything is under control and that the dangers are already diminishing, and I have little reason to doubt him, but seeing as how you were all involved in the first incident with the undead, I was wondering if you had made any further discoveries. We have just returned from Glassrock, as it happens. Uh, we were on a, a valiant and brave mission for the Sapphire Saber. Of whom we have become members. We flash our badges. Our mission was met with unmitigated success and great good fortune for all involved. <laughs> and during the, the journey... Make a bluff check. <laughs> our, our Definitely ju- not true. Yeah, our journey was like... <laughs> it was pretty good. We did a pretty decent job. We did a plus job. And we did see that uh, a few of the eastern townships have shorn up their shored shorn up their defenses in uh, some ways. I believe shored would be correct because shorn is like yeah, like sheep shearing like, something. Yeah, okay. They have mm. not sheared themselves. They have not been shaving their heads. <laughs> they have instead built a fence of wooden pal- a wooden palisade around the town. Perhaps you are familiar with Nafton, where the road splits. 
I know all of the towns and villages in my country. Yes, it is a place that we we now call home because we technically own a very small part of it. In any case, we found that the zombie resistance was less, a little bit less than it, it had been the, the our, during our previous journey. So we feel that the chances of zombie infestation will only grow if the cult responsible for it is allowed to continue to flourish. And in that regard, we are in the process of thinking about maybe pursuing that as an avenue uh, in the coming days slash weeks slash months. Shabba. Yeah. And, and Aslo too, real quick. Yeah. Guys, did we ever tell anyone that we met that shady guy with the hood and the teleportation circle? And that we finally have a reason to tie the plague to the cult because of the bubbling cauldron? Uh, no, but why don't you say those exact things to the king? Because yeah, I was going to say, because they have no correlation. Your, your highness. And I, I raise my hand and I wait. <laughs> yes, little one. And I like take off my wig as if it's a hat and I <laughs> <laughs> put it in your lap. <laughs> no, I don't do that. I don't do that. <gasps> you disgusting creature. Get away from me. <laughs> what my friend here was talking about is we found a correlation between the zombies and this hooded black figure. We couldn't quite see his face, but we got to inspect his little hovel. He had a cave laboratory with lots of different um, chemicals and, and, and magical components and, uh, alchemy equipment and he was brewing something and it was bubbling up out of the cauldron and and pouring out and seeping into the waters nearby and all the wildlife and the scenery was desecrated and the, there was nothing alive there and uh he ran away and and some sort of weird circle and smell and poof we think gone so yes we believe that this was a cultist who was part of the organization responsible for this plague, uh, which is caused by the crystals, which we don't really want to remind you about, but nonetheless, that was the crystal that was in our box last time we were here, <laughs> that we needlessly, never mind, forget that I'm <laughs> saying any words right now, and I'm going to stop. Why don't we have our diplomat talk to the king? Why are we the ones talking <laughs> to the king? Like, if this goes bad and we have to make a roll... Aslo's the only one that could turn this around. I kinda, I'm kind of like... Yeah, I think you look over and, and see that Aslo is uh, visibly shaking and sort of <laughs> frozen in place. Too nervous to talk Ooh. to the king? But you don't want to talk to the king? Or are you nervous because of what we're saying? Uh, yeah, he's just sort of uh, just nervous in general, I think. <laughs> Aslo, I have just the thing for that nervousness. I feel that you are much more comfortable and at home in the world of, of song, or the neighborhood, perhaps, we might say, uh, than you are in speaking uh, your words. So why don't we, why don't oh, yeah, we, we tell, tell the, the king, king yeah. the story of this plague in musical form rather than just mere prose? What, yeah. do, what would you say to that, Asa? Uh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> do you bust out your drums, Chaba? I do take out my drum. Well, the problem is, is he doesn't have a lute. Yes. So what I was thinking in that note, and I pull out the Mechalola 5000 from my pack, <gasps> which I've been keeping. What? And I say, Aslo, we fashioned this lute from your old lute for such a time as this, for this royal moment, 
for you to rise. And the king says, I wish you brought that to me as a gift. Instead. We have to <laughs> yeah, give it to the like, king. Dude, that thing's sweet. <laughs> I will take that now as a gift. <laughs> and I hand it over to Aslo, and I say, you'll notice it has many fine customizations that Tokus and I put a lot of thought into. Wow. My goodness. What, what is this? Remember that old loot you used to have? This is that, but it's like a hundred times better. And you have an accompaniment, so you're not going to be alone up there singing for the king. Mm. Oh, wow. And I show him how to push all the buttons, and there's like a tons and tons of buttons how to operate the music box. <clears throat> the king loudly clears his throat. Oh, uh, uh, yes. You're, so I, I, I quickly take the Mechalola and I look at it and get a sense of renewed uh, vigor and focus, but then I just kind of like tuck it away and, and turn to address the king again. Uh, yes, your majesty. Okay, that's a huge letdown. <laughs> <laughs> I did not call you here so that you could exchange gifts with one another. No, no, it's it's a it's a gift for a purpose, and that purpose is to tell you the to answer the question that you asked of us. What was the question he asked of us again? He asked if we'd found out anything new about the plague. Oh, yes, which is that we have further evidence to believe that the, the cultists are responsible. Do go on. Um, he still, uh, I think Aslo still does not want to try to play music in front of anybody right now, especially not in front of the king. Uh, <laughs> um, can you provide some background accompaniment while Tokus and I continue the story? But it went so well the last time you played in front of <laughs> nobility. Right, exactly. I think uh, it's still way too intimidating of an atmosphere for him to start playing again. So, didn't didn't Tokus basically just tell him everything we learned already? Not even close. Your Majesty, I think we should take the fight to the cult. They're responsible for slaughtering my people, and I've got a bone to pick with them. We would love to take the mission that you're making for us. As it happens, I have been made aware of potential cult activities. However, we are not yet ready to make our move. When the time comes, perhaps you'll be considered, depending on exactly the skills that we require. I see. Hmm. Well, then let me fill you in on the rest of the details. <clears throat> Did a little research into the cult. I believe they are a multiracial organization. They're open-minded. They accept anyone. And they may have origins in the old empire and or the underworld. I currently have some individuals at the local public library looking further into that, and I should have some intel, some further information shortly. That could prove helpful. You see someone else off in the corner of the room is taking notes as you're speaking. Did we make it clear that the king knows that they have the ability to teleport and that might affect the logistics of hunting them down? Well, I think you said like poof and smell and gone, but I don't know if that really translates to they have the ability to teleport. So yeah, we think they can <laughs> teleport. We think they can travel quickly around and they are using the crystals that we found to power their their blight. So the crystals will drain the life energy from any living creature around it. And then once those are full of energy, the cult is using those to uh, enact some form of magic that then casts a blight over the land. Why they're doing this, we, we don't know, but they are, and they need to be stopped. We've discovered that the crystals, once charged, could potentially be making them even stronger than they might already be. So we believe that the blight that they're causing is actually just the means to an end. Your regalness. This is most illuminating. We will continue to investigate this cult, as well as the rest of the blight, and I will inform Silverstock of your discoveries. 
Now, putting that matter aside for the moment, he gestures to his servants again, and you see all but one of them bow and leave the room through various doors. Ooh. I do not usually call for adventurers by name, but seeing as how you have been directly involved in at least two of the most recent notable threats to my kingdom, my advisors have taken notice. I'm told you are even instrumental in the defense of Millard's Field. Oh, has word of that spread here already? <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't mention anything about that attack in your report. Uh, it was nothing, really. It was but a good deed that we performed because we were in the right place at the right time. Yeah, as long as the Ramlord sees our good deeds, that is enough for Shaba. Yes, we seek not the approval of men, but only to serve the Ramlord with all of our hearts. And all of our shoulders. <laughs> right. We really don't like to boast about how incredibly brave and generous and amazing in combat we are. We would never, ever brag about how <laughs> adept and skilled and wonderfully valiant we are. But nonetheless, some others have said such things and we can do nothing but shrug and move on with our lives. I see. The real reason I called you here is that it appears that yet another threat has arisen. The king gestures to his one remaining servant, who brings forward a golden scepter with a tip designed to resemble a set of unbalanced merchant scales. The king takes the scepter from him and holds it out towards you across the <laughs> and table. And starts scratching his back with it. <laughs> Dang it! We all look at each other. Dang oh, it. no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he holds it out to you across the table and says, Before I continue, I must ask you to swear secrecy in the matter I'm about to discuss, Whoa, and even that you dude. have come to see me today. Place mm. your hands on the scepter and so swear. The Damage Guild Podcast. An extra strength healing potion for your soul. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Jay Stout. And this episode of the Damage Guild podcast marks a very special occasion, and that is that we have received our first ever royal decree. So without further ado, let's get to it. Attention loyal subjects, a royal decree has been issued by His Majesty King Seth. This decree is for Alyssa, and it reads as follows. A very special happy birthday to my friend Alyssa Alby. Not many places can you find someone as kind and genuine as you. Thank you for being one of the best friends I've ever had, especially over the last few months as things in my life have been rough. I hope that Ryan spoils you rotten today and that you get 50 more coffee cups to add to your collection. Your friend, Seth. This has been a royal decree. Thank you for your attention. Well, Seth, that was a great message. Very heartfelt. Very sweet. Alyssa, we here at the Damage Guild also hope you have a very special birthday. Although we're sure you will, since you seem to have found yourself in King Seth's good graces. So thank you, Seth, for supporting the show. Thank you, Alyssa, for hopefully you're also a listener of the show and you have heard this message. We really appreciate you both. And once again, happy birthday, Alyssa. On that note... If you have tried to submit a royal decree and gotten an error at some point along the way, 
there was a discrepancy that Seth brought to our attention, actually, when he submitted this. Thank you, Seth. Um, that the character limit in PayPal's IPN system is was lower than ours. So if you typed up a long message and you got an error, that was why. That situation has now been fixed. So you should now be able to do that without any issues. So if you want to get a personal message on the show, you can go to thedamageguild.com slash decree and submit a royal decree, and one of us will read it out just like this one. As always, if you'd like to get connected with us, you can check us out on Facebook, on Twitter. If you'd like to watch our live streams that we do every so often, every month or two, go to twitch.tv slash damageguild. The best way to know when we're going live is to just hit that follow button. Um, Now that we're down to every two weeks, we can't always announce uh, when we're going to be having one of our live sessions. So just hit that follow button. That way you'll always know. And if you want to talk with us in person, you can check us out on Discord. We've got our own channel, our own server. Go to thedamageguild.com, click the little smiley face controller button at the top, and that will be your personal invite to our Discord server. We've got a growing, thriving community there. Lots of great conversations with listeners that are ongoing, and uh, we would love to see you there and get to know you. Well, that's all I've got for you this week. So please enjoy the rest of this episode, and we will see you again in just two short Mondays. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. Oh. Let, me, let me get on my D20 and start a deception roll. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh. But that might be useful for one of us to actually make a good deception roll, just in case. <laughs> I tentatively touch the scepter. As soon as you put your hand on it, you feel a tingling running through your fingers and then up your spine and all of your hairs are standing on end, the few hairs that you have. You kind of this goosebump <laughs> feeling all over. Are my lithoderms standing out? <laughs> sure. I don't know what that is. If that's the equivalent of goosebumps for Goliaths. Yeah, those are my pebbly protrusions. Ah, the old pebbly protrusions. Um, I was going to ask if it's magical, this rod, but I see clearly that it is. Um, and yet, uh, it seems that we probably have no choice but to go ahead and uh, comply. So, is this thing like a lie detector? Like, what is it? I ask him this before I touch it. I wonder if it's going to hold us to our promise. This scepter ensures that one will not renege on any deal or promise made. Wow, so we're like, you're, you're mm. not trusting us to just promise you this? We mean that little to you? I barely know you. Shaba, look at us. We do not come across as the most trustworthy types. I mean, that's true. But if you're in a position of power, you want people around you that you can trust, right? Look, your majesty, we are, we, we, we love you a lot. You're our favorite. And of all the kings in the whole wide land, you're the best one. There's no doubt about that. And that's just objective fact. I'm not, that's not even my opinion, which it is my opinion, but it's also a fact. Look, you can, you can trust us. I will touch your scepter, but I'm saying even without this fancy magical stuff, we're, we're trustworthy and we'll do what we say. We'll keep our word. Just throwing that out there. As you have your hand on the scepter, he says, swear now that you will not discuss this matter or our meeting. I hereby do solemnly swear that I am sworn to secrecy in all matters surrounding this meeting and the existence of this meeting. Shaba has spoken. 
So he, <laughs> he moves the uh, scepter away from you and moves it over towards Aslo. I think Aslo would be fine with that. So I will reach out, put my hand on the scepter, and repeat after the king. You get that same tingling feeling I described. Ooh. <laughs> then he nods and moves the scepter over to Tokus. I grasp the scepter with both hands. <laughs> yeah, and yank it out of his hands and run away. This is a sweet <laughs> scepter. I like this. Thanks. The scepter of truth. This seems useful. Yes. Yeah, so both, both my hands are on the scepter. So what happens if we break the oath after solemnly swearing on the scepter? <laughs> I'm just curious. The scepter will prevent you from breaking your oath. No, it does. Really? Okay, let's test this, because I love testing <laughs> things. So uh, uh, I took a and solemnly swear to not talk about this meeting ever and ever again. So I take my hands off, and now I try to talk about the meeting. <laughs> after you say that, pull your hands away, the king takes the scepter back and says, So be it as you have sworn. And hands the scepter back to his uh, servant. And as you're trying to speak, you're not having any trouble talking about it at the moment because you're already in the meeting right now. Mm. I'm scared, like some like weird magic. Like if I try to talk about it, it's gonna like kind of like in the Matrix where Neo like his mouth like disappears, <laughs> or like my my mouth starts getting stickier and oh, stickier. Maybe it's like a shock, like a dog collar kind of thing, where it's just gonna get an electric shock every time we try and talk about it. When the king pronounces his final words afterwards, you do each feel brief warmth followed by coldness before coming back to the normal temperature just all throughout your body does this ever go away like is it like a tattoo like a <laughs> <laughs> only i with the scepter will be able to release you from your oath should i see fit mm, it's a security clearance by force got it essentially we're in the in club now guys <laughs> let's listen in <laughs> We're in the the king doesn't trust us club. <laughs> all right, so now now like a different personality of Tokus comes out and he's not being as respectful of the king and he's like, all right, so tell us the scoop. Reports have arrived from the small kingdom of Waspol to the south that the neighboring Iron Fang Orc tribe is making ready for an attack far exceeding their usual raids. Normally, Ormog maintains absolute neutrality when it comes to international affairs between other nations, so as not to gain any enemies. But the nation of Iron Fang pays little heed to the politics of men, and has few, if any, allies with whom we need concern ourselves. Moreover, if their campaign is successful, it is likely to cut off all trade along the Strawn Highway. With the dangers on the Sapphire Road still not fully dealt with, and the Sohagen attacks not yet stopped, my kingdom is rapidly losing its foothold as a global center of trade. We cannot afford to lose another trade route. I am not asking you to stop the orcs by yourselves, but, of course, anything you can do to slow them down is helpful. Primarily, however, I want you to travel to Iron Fang and assess the situation there. Find where the armies are gathering and determine their strength. If possible, find the cause for their sudden increased aggression. In order to maintain our apparent neutrality, you will receive no help from Ormog, and you must leave your Sapphire Saber tokens here. Should your mission go awry, there should be nothing on your persons to connect you with us. Wow. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, it will. Part of the reason that you were chosen is that you are, in addition to being experienced with these sudden dangers... You are dispensable. Nobody knows who we are. <laughs> You are all outsiders and do not seem to have uh, any direct relation with Nanept or Ormog. True. Well, then how do we get into the Sapphire Savers? I thought we had to be citizens. Hey, 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 that's not, now's not uh, the time to bring mm, that up. I didn't say that. We are citizens, <laughs> totally, but... But each of you hails from another land. 
Ah, uh, okay. Mm. What you say is true, Your Majesty. We, your, your Lordship, your Kingliness. We serve no master but ourselves. So you're saying that nobody's going to miss us when we die at the hands of this horde of orcs. That's exactly what he's saying in so many words. We are completely dispensable to him. But if we come back, we are going to be treated like not so indispensable, as as indispensable. Maybe. Just As dispensable. Wait, there we go. At least this is the best way to make sure that our dispensability is lessened. Our, yes, our indispensability is heightened. He might dispense us for another mission, though. And perhaps when we come back, they will make small effigies of us that spit out little pieces of candy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey! All right. That's my goal, at least. That's pretty much my lifelong goal of this whole campaign, is to be turned into a Pez dispenser. <laughs> One can only aspire to such heights. Dang it, Brian. Now we have to seek a uh, sponsorship with Pez and make <laughs> damage guild Pez dispensers. Not a bad idea. You could 3D mold it for us. I bet that's not even that hard. I bet they're like hungry for more things to make into Pez dispensers. We should research that. Well, Your Majesty, <laughs> since we have no choice, we will not speak a word of this. And should we die in the field, know that we will have served you to the best of our capacity before we were killed in a gruesome and most unseemly way. Your regality. Our mission, <laughs> should we choose to accept it, is to investigate the Iron Fang Orcs, determine the strength of their armies, and the reason for their increased hostilities. Is that correct? And then come back and report to you? Yes, I'll have you report back to me once you have made any discoveries. All right. So, you know how they say many Bothan spies died to bring us these plans? We are those Bothan spies. (laughs) (laughs) I have many spies, but... But none quite like the AAA team. (laughs) You have been chosen for... That's right. As one of the few groups that I will send to interfere. Ah, so spies and saboteurs, perhaps assassins, if we, if the mood strikes us. <laughs> we wear many hats, some with feathers. <laughs> if indeed you can find a way to bring down their leaders or stop whatever is causing their aggression, and you can do so without jeopardizing the entire mission, by all means do so. Do you happen to have a manila folder containing candid photos of their leaders <laughs> shot with a long-distance lens? No, I've got photos of you three, though. <laughs> no, I have only the reports from Wasp Bowl. All right, so who are we talking? What information about their leadership can you give us? Typically, the Iron Fang tribes are loosely organized into several smaller sub-tribes, you might say. And they occupy that region. It's a hilly landscape. They've claimed it for their own and function much like any of the other countries in this land. Hmm. However, they are constantly at war with their neighbors, as would be typical of orcs. For their leadership, there are many chiefs among their warbands, and there's usually one overall chief over the entire tribe, but who it is changes constantly due to the infighting Mm. and various different orcs trying to gain control through assassination or intimidation or other means. Okay, so there's not one, like, major dude behind the whole initiative. It's just they want to fight stuff, and we're not sure why, but their leadership is kind of in flux. That's how it usually works, but it seems as though something has changed. Mm. So... The part of the mission where you want us to figure out their motives, 
none of us speak Orcish unless, I don't know, the Stripey speak Orcish? A little, uh, just a few words, not much. <laughs> okay, he's not fluent. He can ask where the bathroom is, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Donde esta the Orc bathroom? Yeah. Um, do you have an emissary that works with the Iron Fangs? Do Could we perhaps procure an emissary to go with us that speaks their language, knows their ways? As I said, I cannot send others with you who could be tracked. It is unlikely that you will need to get close enough to listen in on their conversations. You should be able to see their troop movements from afar. Well, we can see their movements and the size of their armies, but if we're to determine the reason for their hostilities, that would require some type of eavesdropping, I would imagine. We can't necessarily gauge their, their motives just by watching them march around. I do have one device that I can procure for you that will help. Okay. A device? Mm. Tokus lights up. <laughs> Please do tell. Uh, there is an earring from the treasury that has the power to interpret languages for its wearer. Oh, wow. The earring of hearing. Yes. And I wrote that down <laughs> on my character sheet. But not, it doesn't give you the, the ability to speak them. You can only interpret them. That is correct. Okay. Gotcha. So we need the, the tongue ring of, of speaking. Yeah. <laughs> to, go, to accompany the earring of hearing. So we're like talking in orcish with like a speech impediment. <laughs> I'm sure plenty of orcs have tongue rings too. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Uh, you know what else I can do? I, I can ask uh, Conan over at the library when we go to pick up our report if he's got a book on intro to the orcish language. Well, why don't we just take Conan with us? <laughs> well, I don't know that Conan speaks Orcish. He's a librarian. I'm just saying he can. If there's a book about how to speak Orcish, we can find it there, at the library. Mm, that's true. Perhaps some key phrases will help us navigate their territory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. My king, is there anything else that you can uh, provide us to help us in this journey, or anything else we need to know or need to do? I'm afraid there's little I can give you. The more that I do give you, the easier you'll be to track down, and that defeats my whole purpose in bringing you three in. So the earring is not traceable? It is unlikely that others know it is in my possession. Super secret earring. I like it. And I know just the person to use it. Who's that? I, I motion for Aslo. Oh. <clears throat> Why me? Because you're a bona fide rogue. Remember when we were fighting those bandits? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> Very well, say no more. Uh, I will gladly accept this earring. <laughs> His servant brings forward a box, and the king opens it up and takes out this strange, not really a normal earring. It's kind of a loop that goes over the top and around the bottom and all the way encircling your ear in the back. It looks like a flower that has its blossom at the top of the ear, and then the stem curves around the back underneath, and it seems to be cast out of gold. All right, Aslo, time to uh, go get your ears pierced. No, it doesn't require pierced ears. But we can still get his ears pierced for fun. <laughs> uh, another life goal of mine. So I stand up <laughs> and awkwardly sort of lean over, and I'm not sure if he's, like, going to place it on my ear if, or if I should just take it for him. So I kind of do both. I, like, lean my ear over and put out my hand. <laughs> I'm really nervous and unsure. He sets it in your hand. Ah, uh, okay, cool. And I put it on. I believe it would be best if you were on your way quickly. Yes, I believe so. Uh, your Majesty, Your Lordship, Your Your Wonderfulness, we thank you for 
giving us this mission. We will do our best to serve you and come back with a full report of all the information that you need to know about these orcs so that the kingdom can mount its best and greatest defense against them. We will not let you down unless we die in the field, in which case you'll have to send another group of spies to help where we failed. But we'll, we'll try to really do good. We will do our best to do our best. Well, maybe we'll bring you a souvenir because it's Heads Day, right? Is it, or Heads Week? Yep. <laughs> Your efforts will be much appreciated and could potentially lead to the saving of many lives. I sure hope so. One last question before we go. Do these orcs ever ally themselves with other races? Do they have a goblin cohort? Do they ever use, like, trolls in battle? Do you know anything about their their tactics? Orcs frequently ally themselves with other races. They intimidate others into working for them, or they themselves are bullied into working for a strong leader. Cool. All right, um, so... I'm a troll, you two are goblins. Let's go get green spray-painted all over <laughs> us from head to toe. Great idea. All right, Your Majesty, That's you shouldn't have heard that. Hey, isn't that a little racist, Shaba, that all goblins are green? <laughs> yeah, it kind of is, but I mean, hey, if you want to fit in with a stereotype, you got to embody it, right? Fair enough. And actually, one last final question. Would you be willing to stay on the line for a short two-question survey about your experience <laughs> working with the AAA team? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> please hold yeah we'll, we'll reconnect your call you with. is very important to us very important to us. on a scale of one to ten how sad how uh, likely assuming that he just yeah assuming that he just completely ignores us even if i were to answer your questions you wouldn't be able to say to anyone else afterwards anyway oh yeah that's oh, right. true that's okay yeah it's just for our really for our own information on the scale of one to ten how satisfied were you with the service of the AAA team <laughs> on the scale of one to ten how likely would you be to recommend the services of the AAA team to a friend or family member are you just reading off a survey right now no, I'm just, oh that's pretty I've good just, <laughs> i've had enough of these surveys asked to me on the phone that i just yeah. those yeah. are the type of questions they ask okay yeah. Nunes, thank you very much and we bid you good day uh, and m might I say, Your Majesty, the Ram Lord rolled a natural 20 when he created you. You're the best. You're the tops. <laughs> I would remind you before you leave, I require you to turn over your badges and any other identifying uh, marks that you have that link you to uh, us. Oh, yes. Yeah, so the Sapphire Saber is a uh, royally sponsored organization? Yes. Okay. Uh, Ooh, well, here's right. our badges. Yeah, we hand them all over. We're sad to see them go, but I guess... What's got to be done? Shaba, you got your wish. We're going to sleep under the stars together again. Oh, yeah. Pillow fights, here we come. Tokus, I believe your name was. Yes, sire? You are also a member of the Alchemist Guild. Hand over your wig. <laughs> now. <laughs> what, what identification do I have for the guild? I thought I got like a lab coat or something. <laughs> do I have like a card? Like a membership card? Lab <laughs> You have a membership card, yes, with your information on it. All right, so I, I take it out of my pouch and I shakingly hand it to him. <laughs> no, and like like we do one of those things where like we're both holding it, <laughs> but still. you can't let go. But I can't let go. <laughs> Everything I've I, worked for, and I'm like, no, like I make a weird excuse. I'm like, I think I got some of that, you know, that glue concoction I was working on on the corner of the. There we go. Okay. <laughs> he puts all of your badges into the box that the earring came from, and says, "When you return." 
I will exchange these for that earring. Oh, man, we better not lose that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be bad. Well, Your Majesty, have a wonderful re- remainder of your day, and don't forget to stop and smell the flowers. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> flowers. Also, the, that big stick in the center, you can take it out and use it to scratch your back if you get an itch. So it's utilitarian as well as pretty. So we'll see you later, I guess, maybe. If we survive. May Aldona guide your footsteps and see you safely home. And may the Ram Lord's footsteps fill Aldona's footsteps because <laughs> his feet are bigger. <laughs> I don't know. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Before we embarrass ourselves any further, <laughs> good day and goodbye. Please let us leave your yes. presence. Please let us leave. We're, we're um, Aslo, real quick. <laughs> yes. Are we out of the room? Uh, yeah, you yes. step out of the room. All right, perfect. Aslo, did you take the find my earring spell? Um, you know, I considered it, but uh, that's not one that I used as one of my spells. Uh, well, I just want to bring attention to the fact that if we lose that earring, I lose everything. Yeah, can we, like, put a little, like, GPS tracking de- device on that earring? So, like, one of those... There's got to be a spell equivalent of yeah, that. Yeah, one of those find my phone things. So, like, if we misplace it. That's exactly what I'm saying. Locate object? Yeah, locate object. I think that's only, like, a one-mile range or something. Can you, like, preemptively cast that? (laughs) Like, Mm. channel it? Well, let's put it this way. If this thing is just staying on my ear all the time, then uh, the only way for it to get removed is if my ear gets chopped off. Right. And I don't plan on that happening. If you think that's good enough security, it's good enough for me. Only my whole dream of being an alchemist rides on that. (laughs) And our membership. And our reputation with the king, because we, if we don't give back the earring, he'd be very disappointed in us. Yeah, and our lives, because it's very likely that we could uh, die in the middle of a huge orcish army. Oh, well, guys, what preparations do we need to make before we can go? Obviously, we can't go to the Sapphire Saber, which we should have done before we saw the king, and we would have known if we'd known that we were going to have to give up our badges. But we can't go there for free arrows or free stuff anymore. Tokus, you can't go for free vials to the Alchemist Guild. This is true. So we're a little bit screwed. As you're discussing that, when you get to the point talking about your meeting with the king, you find that the words just don't come out of your mouth. Mm, okay. Do so we get like that sandpaper, like the peanut butter texture, like your lips stick together? I can't even form the words. Yeah, you can't form the words. Your lips don't look like the right words. <laughs> oh, man. So that thing that we did earlier, wow. just like just a little while ago, we did that thing, remember? And we did that, Wait, that one thing. We did a. Can we even talk about the thing? I don't think we can even talk about the thing. Like, can we even use pronouns? Can we use pronouns? <laughs> yeah, we no longer have those things that we used to wear pinned to our tunics. And therefore, we can't get the things that we would have been able to get from those places associated with those pins if we still had the pins. So, Ergo. Ergo, we are without our free stuff. I think this is an opportunity, Shaba, for us to grow closer because we're not going to be sleeping in our own individual rooms tonight. Oh, no, trust me. I'm all about that. Yeah, that's cool. That's totally cool with me. But I do <laughs> like free arrows. I'm not going to lie. I really like free arrows. You also have the special arrows. Yeah, I do have the uh, McCall's... Uh, Sticky... Mighty McCall's missiles. Mighty Missiles. So mighty Missiles. Yeah, speaking yeah. Of, uh, of magical items... Aslo, why don't you take out that non-magical loot real quick, and let me run down the, uh, the modifications we made, so that maybe you can be a little bit more encouraged to, uh, to jam out on it for us. Oh, wow. 
Okay. We should have installed a remote control shop because I could have like pushed a button and then it would have started, started the accompaniment. Yes. So we, we added a weighted headstock for extra resonance, first of all, so that mm-hmm. every chord you play will ring out like never before. Um, Tokus installed a music box inside the sound hole. And also next to the music box, so you can hit the, the button there and the music box will start playing and then you can play over the accompaniment. And then behind that, there's a, a built-in fog machine. So you just crank it up <laughs> and you've got instant ambiance and you just have a, a bunch, like a, a mystical aura around you as you're jamming out. Also, I hand carved the fretboard with custom inlays, including bat wings and, if you'll notice, there on the seventh fret, the Towers of Arconomica. Wow. <laughs> so they're there for your instant reminder at all times. So what does that look like? Uh, it's, a bu- it's two <laughs> huge elephant tusks just jutting up out of a rocky ground. <laughs> and yeah, so it's basically like, a hu- like I said earlier, it's a hundred times better than the loot you had before. Yeah. And we've been saving it for just the right moment. And we figured while you were with the king... It would be a perfect moment, and then you ruined the moment. So thanks for that. <laughs> so can we get the loot yeah, back? Can, I'm going to take it back now that I've showed you all the cool things that it does. And next time there's a perfect <laughs> moment, we will give it back to you. Wow. Uh, thanks, guys, I guess. <laughs> um, wow, all the mods you've made to this are really cool. Tokus <laughs> and I collectively just, we each grab one end and just take it out of your hands as you sadly look on. Well, no, 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 no. First we oh. sit at his feet, like, the starry-eyed looking up at him, like, you know, like, waiting for you to say that you like your gift. Like, right, like, ex- looking on expectantly, waiting for you to turn it around and put it over your knee and strum a few chords on it, but then when you are just like, oh, this is, this looks really cool. I'm just like, and then I just take it back and put it in my pack. <laughs> so, uh, not to guilt trip you into liking your gift more, Aslo, but I literally gave up my ability to make a new music box. Yeah. As long as Mechalola exists in this world, yep. I cannot wow. forge another music box. Yeah, it's in there. It's built in. I start drafting blueprint plans for a remote control for Mechalola. <laughs> well, that's really awesome, guys. I mean, you, you you really didn't have to do that. That's very very kind of you. Well, we it's true we didn't, but we want to foster your love of music and encourage your uh, your talents. Did you like dwell on the? You really didn't have to do this part. Like you, you repeat, you keep repeating that. Like you really didn't. Yeah, have no, to. I, I kind of liked it the way it was before, guys. You really yeah. didn't have to do this. It's like it's got all these fancy features, but now I can't even like get get my hands to the strings. So uh, I can't really play it anymore. No, um, I. It's it's super awesome that you guys did that. It's just that I, you know, still have this thing it's still hard for me to play in front of people i i really appreciate the the effort and the idea behind it um i just you know it's still just going to take time for me to get to the place in my head where i can perform in front of people Mm. yeah so i think we should start um like when we're randomly in towns we make a mask for you and so you can run up behind people like (laughs) pop out of an alley and like for like five seconds and then run away so that you can sort of build up your tolerance to playing in front of people and then we'll go longer and longer periods of time of you just like jumping out randomly at people as they're walking home at night and playing and then running away and then we can like gradually work you up to actually playing like on a stage 
So do we go to the library? Yes. Library is the next stop. What up, Conan? I mean, Malin. So remember when I paid you 10 gold to find out information about the cult? Please say that you found something. I have found some information that could be related. Yes. I'm still searching for more. All right. I mean, yeah, I know 10 gold goes a long way when it comes to research. What have you found so far? I have found some books that seem to indicate that the Altoric cult is actually still operating, at least as recently as 20 years ago or so, which is far later than was previously assumed. Whoa. Yeah, they thought that that cult died out. They thought that it was squashed or just uh, went the way of the dodo or the way of the creature of this world that's extinct. Yeah, they went the way of the platform (laughs) shoes. (laughs) Yeah. It is possible that it did die out and has since been reborn, or it is possible that it continued on in very small numbers or in hidden passages only. Hmm. What kind of history does this cult have? What have they done before they slaughtered my people? I have nothing linking them to any recent activity at this point. But with more research, you could potentially find out, right? It's possible, but this library is better at amassing old knowledge rather than current events. Yeah, I'd like to know what they were up to in the past. Do we have any, like, criminal records to look through? or? So what I, kn- what I found out in my... Uh research was that the Altorics sprang up around the end of the Altoric Empire about 200 years ago, and they were known to possibly worship the emperor himself or his memory after he disappeared mysteriously. That is correct. Well, that's creepy. Hmm. So wait, they're fanatic about some guy that's dead. And they practice necromatic magics. Yes, they worship him as unto a god. Hmm. Tokus is piecing the pieces together. You see like a little thought bubble and there's like parts assembling. Yeah, so let's think about this for, for a moment. What could their motives be for blighting the land? Well, I think I already know Shaba. Okay, go shoot. They want to bring it back. Right. Uh. So they believe that by destroy by undermining the various kingdoms around the land, they can topple these smaller municipalities and bring back the empire as it once existed. They're going to bring back the emperor himself. Right, right. Like a lich version. Resurrect him somehow. It is more worse than I'd feared. I mean, I just wanted to get revenge for my people. <laughs> much more worse. It is much more worse. <laughs> you're exactly right. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> it must make you feel awful to know that your entire village was a mere stepping stone in their ultimate plan to take over the world. <laughs> Did you have to use that metaphor, Shava? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I probably just made it worse. <laughs> Tokus looks at his feet. <laughs> Your entire people were wow. decimated, and it was just a small part of their overall plan. Melwin is listening to you discussing this, and he says, if this is true and it is their goal to bring back the Emperor... There are many who would see that as a blessing for this land. Yeah, I know people kind of have that that generational sentiment towards, oh, things are better in the old days, you know, when everybody was under one uh, leader and the world was united and there wasn't all this war and deception going on. I could see how people would feel that way. But the means of which they bring him back, and would it really be the emperor? Hmm. Yes, if this is the undead version of the Emperor, 
surely necromancy would not be uh, uh, smiled upon by by the by these same people who would wish to see the empire restored. Yeah, but when you have an emperor, what he says goes. That's usually how it works. So if he's down with with the death magic, then you got to figure it won't be as frowned upon as it is now. <sighs> well, either way, this bodes ill. Yes. Yeah, I'd like to keep the structure of the world intact because I kind of liked the way that it was going for us. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. things are looking up, and, and now it's going to be under one roof, <laughs> one right. undead ruler. You know, on the plus side... How can there be a plus side here, Shaba? <laughs> well, hear me out, Tokus, because on the plus side, we are headed south. We're not exactly going to the origin of the uh, the cult, which is believed to be in the, at the southern edge of the Verdant Ridge, but we are headed south, so that's a different direction that, than we've gone before. And, you know, we may be in a closer area to do some more recon. Iron Fang is only like three to four days away. Nothing close to the three months away that you expect their area is. Yes. Oh, it's three months away? There's much longer travel to the southern end of the Verdant Ridge, yeah. Oh, is, does the Verdant Ridge run all the way down the entire continent? Not the Verdant Ridge, yep. the Tetrian Mountain Range runs oh, the Tetrian pretty Mountain much the full yeah, length of the continent. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. it's like three months if you were to walk it. Uh, yeah, we had oh. considered at one point going to their HQ and trying to, like, you know, attack them there, but that's the reason we didn't. Yes, it is prohibitively far away. Well, as long as we're needed here by our home kingdom, I think it's best that we make ourselves useful. I, I don't like the sound of this resurgence, this resurrection. No. Kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. It's like I always say, mo' money, mo' problems. <laughs> uh, you, you do always say that, Shaba. Yep, and that totally applies. I, I think this is like the 30th time you said it during the show. We got a lot of problems in this area, and they're keeping us here. You know, we don't have the time to go on a super long journey uh, to get at the, the root of the problem, so we're just going to have to fight the symptoms, sad as it is to say. But uh, another plus side of all this is that doing this job for the king potentially means that we get to make a lot of money right now. Hey. Could be. I mean, he didn't mention payment, but uh, we also can't technically be talking about this right now either. So um, (laughs) doing (laughs) what we are doing here um, may be lucrative. Yes, that is true. We don't know, but we, we should hope so. Right. If we complete it... It might reward us with something. And other people who may or may not have been mentioned at some point to have been made aware of us. True words have not been spoken before, (laughs) Aslo. Not in that sentence, anyway. I like where this is going. Well, let's get on with it. Let's do. Hey, Malin, uh, do you have any books on Orcish as a second language? I believe we have some that can help you to translate and understand assuming that you can translate the writing into their speech do you have anything more like a phonetic guide that's written in common that uh would help me learn to speak orcish for people who don't speak orcish since that's kind of the the point orcish for dummies yeah like orcish as a second language would be perfect if you have like a third edition of that particular tome that would really do the trick and I'll pay the late fees. Don't worry about it. I'm good for it. I believe I could find a simple orcish book. So like Mary had a little lamb in orc. orcish. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back after 15 minutes. 
and he has this relatively thin book, like maybe half an inch thick. Here it is. It's Orcish for Adventurers. <laughs> All right. Perfect. This will really, really help. So I take out my wallet and give him my library card. I'd like to check this out. You don't have a library card? What? I didn't get one? No, he has a library scroll. <laughs> <laughs> Like a little piece of parchment. Malin, I'd like a library card, please. If you lay down ten gold for it, then it will be returned to you when you return the book. Ten gold for a book? Books are rare and valuable. So what happens when people come and want to check out books? What's the usual process for it? You don't make peasants come in who want to learn to read and pay ten gold. Most people read here in the library. We do not often loan out books. Okay, so checking out books is not a thing? Not a frequent thing. For those who do wish to check out books, they must put down collateral, something valuable enough to replace the book. Oh, I see. All right. Uh, well, then I will spend um, the next eight hours copying down the <laughs> salient points from the book onto a few scr- uh, pieces of paper. Your money would be returned to you as soon as you returned the book. Yeah, but I, we're about to go traveling outside the country. I, I can't afford to give that much gold up for, for a book. Um, I do have a magic item that I could give you instead. Wait, Chaba, why don't you just let me put down the money for the book? How do you have the money? You've been broke this whole time. You you owe Aslo like 20 gold <laughs> from that diamond. You don't have the money. That's true. <laughs> Are you sure? Oh yeah, I am broke. I take out one of Mikal's mighty missiles from Miller's Field. This is a magic arrow. It only works once. You shoot it into something, and it stands fast, and you like is so uh, stiff you can climb on it. It's a magic item, definitely worth over ten gold. Here you go. Uh, I will leave this as collateral. Mm, that should be acceptable. All right, one loan to Library of Nanept. Well, Conan, thank you for all your help, and please continue to do that research that I paid you for, and we'll see you sometime next week, and I'll be hoping that you've found some additional info. And until then, may the Ramlord keep you and guide you, and may the road rise up to meet your shoulder. And I hope that you have fun reading stuff. I always have fun reading. <laughs> yes, you do. So long, farewell, Alvider Zane, and see you later. You leave the library and work your way south through Aptivar Gate onto the Strawn Highway for the first time leaving south towards Waspold. <laughs> <laughs>